I swear, every time on these podcasts, there's going to be something different. Well, well, we're just going to keep it interesting, you know? We're, I do <laughs> say that we're an evolving space to support your expanding curiosity. That is that's, very fancy. That's what we do. That is, that's our little, um, what do you call it? Not motto, but... That is our, our mantra. Ta- our tagline. Our tag. It is. Our tagline. That is our brand tagline. And, uh, yeah. An evolving <laughs> space to support your expanding curiosity. Yeah, I'm Lauren. This is, this is your space. And I'm Adam. And we're a married duo. And we started with our curiosity of breaking down our religion. We started a few years ago, back in 2019. And we were in the process of asking questions about the religion we were raised in. And it has snowballed to what it is today which like we talk about spirituality but we talk about you know relationships and wellness and basically our journeys as human beings um i specifically chose our phrase an evolving space because this will continue to evolve as we will keep changing um and to just kind of like hit the ground running i guess is that the phrase yeah um Obviously, you can probably tell by whatever I titled this. This is about our non-vegan journey. So our journey out of veganism. Um, And it'll be specifically my journey just because I... (laughs) Kind of the leader in this family. (laughs) (laughs) She is the matriarch of our journey. Um, And I was kind of our leader into it and out of it. I was our leader into deconstructing our faith. So it's just kind of natural. Like, not that Adam doesn't have strong opinions on things. It's just I tend to find them first and with ferocity. Is that the word? Well, I feel like you (laughs) just are, you always have your finger to the pulse. So I feel like you've just always got something that you're trying, you're trying to change, you're trying to evolve, you're trying to fix. And so, like, I feel like lead it, you're always led into something new. Yeah to be able to like bring into the world something that you want to like add to your resume of being a human. Yeah. I feel like when I think about myself, sometimes I think of myself as like a little like cell, just like turning over and turning over and turning over, just like constantly like evolving in like into something and out of something like constantly. Yeah. You're like, um, who's that one girl that does goop? You are literally like, yeah, you're like her, like constantly self-testing. Thank you. You are just like, I feel like you don't expect anything. You don't expect anything of me. You don't expect me to change and follow you where you're going. But I I feel like you're always. I kind of hope that you don't right away because I don't ever want (laughs) it to feel inauthentic. Totally. Yeah. I mean, how, how boring would that be for an entire relationship where I was just like, yeah, okay. I wouldn't like that. I. I just feel like you constantly are experimenting on yourself without any expectation from the world and also without really letting it bother you if people that follow you for a certain thing um, have an immediate issue with it because it's your life, it's your body, it's your journey. And And I feel like you are so willing to allow yourself to change and grow that you're not even like something like this, like changing out of veganism or or mm-hmm. going vegan it's nothing nothing is permanent it's just permanent today right it's just the next best thing for me right now and i feel like you are so you're so practiced in finding the research and implementing that research on yourself that it just i don't i i just love seeing it happen well 
you get front row seats to it. So I hope I do. I would hope you like seeing it happen. I actually posted this on my story. It was yesterday. It said me ruining my re- reputation so I can live freely. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that checks out. <laughs> which is kind of what I do. Um, and then the other thing to kind of mention before we really jump in is that to kind of note that we are or to note that we are kind of still in process. This isn't like going non-vegan, you know, becoming unvegan, <laughs> however you want to call that, um, is not something we take lightly or I take lightly. Not something that I feel like I have come to a perfect conclusion on. And I also don't, this isn't, I haven't come to a place where I could say I'll never do it again or I, you know, yeah, I know and see the benefits of being vegan. Um, and with that being said, I guess we can just kind of Well, I mean, in. just like you said, we're an evolving space. I, right. And I feel like to not to pat ourselves on the back, but like I just don't see many people who broadcast <laughs> their lives while in process right. um, because it's really hard. It's obviously you're putting yourself up for scrutiny uh, and when you don't even have all the answers and when you're unsure right. about a lot, or at least I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still unsure about a lot in a lot of the journeys we've taken and especially in this moving out of veganism or at least strict veganism that, uh, that is really difficult to share because because my beliefs are still so founded in mm-hmm. the things that I've been saying and researching and believing for the last eight years. Right. Like, I don't just not believe that now. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And actually, um, I I approached my Instagram community um, asking them if they had any specific questions. And one of them kind of stuck out to me, which kind of relates to that. Um let me pull it up. Okay. How do you still find ways to honor the ethos, like that ethos of like being vegan, um, without choosing a vegan diet? Like what veganism stands for? Like how do you still like prioritize those things? And I think going vegan, my whole priority has always been, I've always been like a tree lover. I've always been the earth lover. I've Mm. always been really obsessed with taking care of mother earth and living in the most authentic way with her and, you know, with the seasons and with, um, even myself as mother earth, like a part of mother earth, like how do I function best and how, how does my body work with the earth and anyway so it's always been this like cyclical um care like that i've had for both my body and the body of the earth i mean it's seasonal right like that's yeah and i think so that being said going vegan the thing that locked it in for me at the which made me go vegan finally was the animal aspect and I say it was the last thing because it still was my last priority, but it was the thing that kept me vegan for eight years because there were so many reasons why I could have 
stopped being vegan a long time ago, but I stayed being vegan vegan for the ethical like animal aspect. Well, I feel like such a an obvious point to me now being on the other side of things is that like we always said that if Lauren could go vegan, anybody could go vegan because she was the most interested in a, almost a carnivore diet. Like she was just no abandon. Yeah. Would just eat absolutely anything. And yeah. so like, I think that in and of itself was very telling of the amount of commitment that you had to the mission to be able to stick with it for eight years. Yeah. It was definitely for the animals at like for all those eight years, right? Like my priority and like what I was most interested in was the environmental and like my bodily health. But then what kept me vegan was, was the animal aspect. So like, uh, anyway, I understand that. And on that front, on that side of it, I, something that I do still prioritize is like personal care products and things like that. I do prioritize things that aren't tested on animals that don't have animal cruelty because I still care. And I feel like so many people who like are vegan and then non-vegan, like the vegans go after them so hardcore. Be like, well, if you care, like, but you're eating them, like that's Then you don't actually care. But I feel like there is room for nuance there. Like I really do. Well, the thing that I've been really like chasing down recently is every like everything in life that you do is going to be selfish right and i think it's just as i'm growing up and i'm learning that like i can't i can't protect everybody and my own sanity at the same time yeah and it's brought me to this idea that like i i have to choose my selfishness i have to i have to put in place a process that will lend me the the opportunity to be able to strategically choose when i when I can stomach being selfish because it's really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And like in this, in this process of, of unbecoming vegan, I, there's still a lot of morality that I, that I really struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have to, I feel like that's just something that I have to swallow right now until I'm in the place where I can act on how I would like to be eating meat and eating those kind of things because like for me i don't think it's ethical to eat farmed meat Mm -hmm. i just don't uh and yet i am not in a place where i could hunt and Mm -hmm. you know um be able to actually like pour myself into the process and the understanding of how devastating it is for an animal to lose its life right um and so that's really hard for me because i i I struggle with realizing that I am contributing to a problem that I don't believe in. Right. And I mean, it starts to feel like when we were vegan and so again, this is like weird because like, I don't want to speak for you. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm using the I language just because I don't want to like say we, but for the most part we agree on like all of these things, but I'll just speak for myself in this, that, you know, veganism can start to feel like, and I wrote like notes down because it's just a huge heavy topic, but like, um, it started, it started to feel like a never ending journey of learning how much pain there is in the world and how I was somehow responsible for all of it. 
Um, and that felt a lot like being in religion again, the journey of sanctification that's like never satisfied, um, like the constant chase of how to be less of a sinner. And then furthermore, like mm. a ne- the next step in my journey was also feeling like being in the woke mob too, where you're constantly chasing down like who's the most marginalized and only focusing on that. It's always just like this narrowing down and focusing on like this negativity and like trying to find like the worst thing in me Mm. and like working on that over and over again. And it's like kind of just a terrible mindset to consistently live in. It just, they, they all reminded me of each other, like veganism, Christianity, being in like the super liberal woke mob, like it all felt like there was this expectation to like you get lost in what you're supposed to do rather than like really the heart behind all of it. And so I do want to talk more about like why like I started making these decisions, how I got to that point. But I did want to have like some for those who were like listening and who are like who are vegan, who were vegan, who were thinking about being non-vegan, who all you know, maybe you're like, well, what are like some actionable, practical things that like keep the ethos of being vegan? Okay. So obviously it's the animal. I want to like give some tips and then we'll go back to like my, yeah, my journey. Totally. Okay. So I wrote, these are some of the things that I did write down because I wanted to kind of, um, like I said, give you practical tips. So obviously, like I said, you know, I think you can be for like animal rights and you can be impassioned for animals and not testing on animals without being vegan. I don't think you, I I do believe there is room for nuance and I do believe that every little bit that we do does matter. And that's something that I learned from, you know, being, um, having the journey, like sociopolitically, politically, religiously, like all those different the areas of my life that I've kind of evolved in. So we obviously do our best to avoid the conventional factory farming practices, like you were kind of mentioning. Um, and we look for quality animal welfare practices and focus on local and small scale farmers who prioritize sustainable farming and provide better conditions for the animals. Again, I'm like reading my notes, but I think going back to like the fact that I prioritize the earth and how we can care for the earth. We started consuming a lot of um, the vegan proteins what do you Mm -hmm. not proteins um like vegan alternative meats and stuff um so there's a lot of like lab grown foods that we were eating it was that was not in line with eating from the earth and eating of the earth that i that truly is my ethos yeah and when we were vegan there were seasons where we were more whole foods and i think going into kind of like my story and like our the journey is that I if I wanted to eat more whole foods I was really going against my I was really going against what I like to eat um yeah I wasn't like Adam said I like grew up very like I would eat absolutely anything anything (laughs) but like I really loved I really loved meat. I really did. Yeah, she was the girl that literally would like pull the chicken drumsticks out of the fridge cold and eat them to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. 
course. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't <laughs> even seem that crazy. Like, she would out-eat everybody in her family when she was, like, nine years old. Yeah, and so I, for eight years, denied my, my taste buds, which is, like, I know some people would be like, so, that's what you should do. But, I but actually, that's very die-to-yourself energy. I don't think so. I don't, because <laughs> I genuinely don't, like, I, this is just going full, just truth. I don't like, I don't like tofu. I don't like tempeh. I don't like beans. I don't like like nuts and stuff like that's not like really my thing. Like the wheat so gluten getting, meat, wasn't it? Getting protein and fat yeah. was was like torture for me, basically. And I knew I needed it because I one, I knew I know I thrive off of it. But two, I was starting to work out and I was like, I need to get more protein in. And it was becoming disgusting. Like we were like eating like protein bars and all these protein powders. And I'm just, I felt so unaligned with my, my ethos, which is again, being so like of the earth, taking of the earth, like participating in the earth. We are a part of earth. I feel very much like that is who I am and caring for the earth. And I didn't, I don't think buying plastic bags of lab grown alternative meat is exactly living in that ethos for me. No. And I think like on top of that, the practices that go into actually creating that have their own issues too. They do have their own issues. And when you're buying local and organic and sustainable and regenerative, 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 regenerative no nope. <laughs> i can't say Re- regenerative yeah there you go <laughs> there it is um animal <laughs> products that's like i do believe that's so much better towards the end of my veganism i was telling people that i would rather convince them to buy local and to shop at their mm-hmm. local farmer's market than to go vegan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market because to me it it's more sustainable for the planet and for your health to eat whole foods with animal products that are like local and sustainable than to be living by forcing food that you don't like down your throat and lab grown alternative meats well it's just like those were my options i feel like we were constantly having to supplement that was what it all yeah. came down to, which I get it. Like that was what we were told from the beginning that you need to take your vitamins consistently if you're going to be on a vegan diet. Yeah. Um, unless you're going to track every single macro and micronutrient. And it just got to the point where like our lives are very busy. Everybody's lives are very busy. And yeah. it's, we were spending all of our time just trying to prepare and eat enough food to be able to have the caloric intake that we needed to be able to actually thrive. And especially with it being like any, any of the whole foods that would have provided the protein that you needed, the Mm -hmm. fats and uh, all of that stuff. Like it was really, really hard to find stuff. I wasn't inspired variants. And I just, I really, it was getting to the point. This is so strange. Uh, So because we were working out, I was needing to eat more and if I wasn't eating more then I was like, obviously not my goal was to gain muscle and to like tone muscle and to gain weight. And it was like becoming like super hard to do, to do that while working out and being vegan. 
because I don't like those foods, especially. And it felt like I was, again, it was just like food wasn't enjoyable to me. I wasn't, that was not a part of life that I looked forward to ever. Like it was not, I was not looking forward to it towards the end of being vegan as vegan as well. I just like, or especially, I just was not looking forward to eating. And it got to the point where I was questioning myself. I'm like, do I have an eating disorder? Like, Mm. why can't I, why don't I want to eat? I'm hungry, but like nothing sounds good. And I kept on saying like, I just, nothing sounds good. I don't know what I want to eat. This breakfast food sounds terrible. This dinner sounds terrible. Like none of it sounds good. And I would sit there and eat with Adam and he's like, eats, he ate vegan way better than I did. And I would just be like stuffing my face with just like it hanging out of my mouth. Like this is so great. Like I was just basically hating food. And that was not me. That's not who I am. I am a foodie. Like, I love food. I love exploring food. I love, like, trying different food. I love, like, even the preparation of it. I I love the smell of it. Like, Well, I think that's one of the things is that it became really hard to, like, to enjoy food. It became, like, for us, like, we fell in love cooking food in the kitchen. And it was vegan food. Yeah. And we loved chasing down restaurants that were, like, these specialty little niche things that, like, they got it. They were, you know, we went to L.A. just to eat our way across L.A. and go to Crossroads when they were the first ones to have the Impossible Burger. Like, I, I think there was something about the commercialization of veganism that really made it you would think it would make it more accessible, but it just made it so consumerist and so like monotonous to eat because it was just all being mass produced in the same way that they were cranking out pink goo chicken nuggets for (laughs) a school. I think, and this is why I think like I recommend, there are two things that I recommend everyone do in their life. One is go vegan. I actually do recommend it as much as this sounds like I don't. I actually really do because I think it is good for you in seasons and it's good for the earth. Yeah. Um, it's good for it's good for you and it's good for the earth. So maybe it's vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian. I feel like any variation of that is like good. And also the other thing is like living by yourself at some point. But those are the two things I always recommend people do. And I just believe that that is for a season though. I feel like we I lived out my se- my season of being vegan and it was becoming very evident that that time was coming to an end especially because we started working out together and had like physical and mental and emotional goals that we wanted to get to and I started like hurting. Mm. And that is that's a very literal example of why I started looking more into non-vegan products like you know whether it was meat collagen bone broth I started looking at first it was like collagen and bone broth because my knees were starting to really hurt while I like we were working out and they were like giving out and I was like oh hell no like yeah no 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 I'm 29 like I'm not about to just like not be able to work out because I'm injuring myself because because I don't know why because but my but my body and my intuition was telling me that I, it was because I was n- not getting what I needed collagen, protein, omega, fat wise. Like I just knew in my soul, if you will, that that was what was go- like wrong. And literally ever since implementing that, I haven't had an issue. Well, I think the whole point of what you're kind of trying to say is that like you need to build intention into your eating. 
Like you need to build yes. intention and gratitude into what you're putting in your body. Yes. And I think that's where veganism was so good. Like it really made us sit down and like, I mean, we were reading the back of every box of food that we ever consumed for eight years. Yeah. Um, and it was so good. Like when we would see certain ingredients, we would be like stoked about it. Like we would love to see, you know, whatever, if it was healthy or if it didn't have certain dyes in it or whatever it was that yeah. we were doing. And I think that gives you so much more appreciation. It does. For 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 food and it gives you it, it it honestly makes you so intuitive with your body and how it responds to the foods that you're putting in it yes that is so important and i think it's exactly why you were able to lead yourself out of the veganism when it was really becoming a hindrance and really causing injury to your body yeah and i, I think to your point like intentionality and consciousness is li- those two words they seem very buzzy but that's truly what I feel like I have now more than ever. I, instead of like now reading like, okay, within these thousand, thousands of ingredients at the back of this box, making sure it doesn't say it contains milk. I instead read, oh, it has a thousand ingredients. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, that's more me. That's more my ethos of being mm-hmm. like, okay, this thing has a thousand ingredients and this thing has three. Okay, I, I'm going to be now more inclined to pick the thing that has three or, or make it myself. I, that feels more in line with being ethical and environmentally conscious and bodily, like being aware of like what's going in my body. Yeah. I think that's intentionality. I think so. It's not like we're not reading. I think that was something else like I wrote, I had written down is that I think a big part that people can do uh, when they're like trying to transition or trying just to be more conscious of their food choices is that we still at this point don't buy food that contains like, like we try to avoid, I think for the most part, we do avoid food that has an ingredient of animal product. Right. So it's like, yeah. if it has like, like it, it contains like, like it's just some unknown source of contains yeah. like whey or milk or something like that. Like not saying we avoid it like the plague, but we generally do. Like, I don't remember the last, like when we've ever bought something from the grocery store to bring no. home that has, no, it's like an ingredient, an ingredient. Do you know what I mean? Like it, when we are implementing animal products, it's because I'm buying grass fed butter, chicken thighs and, turkey like it's like it's the sole ingredient and i think that's that's like honoring rather than looking for ingredients we're looking for the way because like here's the thing too is that like as vegans we would be the ones that were like okay well this has 18 different ingredients in it sure but they're all just a scientific word for some type of plant ingredient that's Mm -hmm. added together to be able to make this thing happen right which is really cool like love the science I think, and and on top of that, then we'd be like, oh, well, meat has all these hormones, all these additives. The food that it's eating is actually going to be contributing to what you're eating in the meat as well. Right. Which we, I totally understand. Yeah. And that's like, that's where now we're looking at labels to be like, okay, is this grass fed, grass finished? Is this free range? Is this like all of that stuff, no hormones added. Like that's, that's what we're looking at in labels now. And the ingredient is one thing the ingredient is 
non-GMO organic corn and yeah. it's free range chicken. And it's, you know, that, yes. that to me is where the intentionality lies in that because now it's, now it's a little bit more about making sure what is not in your food instead of constantly. Well, I guess when we were vegan, it was also about what's not in your food, but we also had to be so intentional about what was in our food because mm-hmm. I feel like we were scrounging for scraps of the nutrients that we actually needed to be able to and, fill and ourselves. Not just nutrients, but like taste. And I, totally. I don't, and I don't want to harp on that because so many people would be like, so who cares? But like, it does matter. I like as someone who's trying to put on weight and can't stomach the food that I was eating. Like that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. So anyway, I just like, I, I love that you went through that because that actually kind of ties up <laughs> that answering that question, right. Of like the ethos of it and I, everything that you said that we look for, like the sustainable organic mm-hmm. grass fed grass finished, like all these different things. Those are elements that are, that apply to that ethos as well as I'm just going to like tie that up real quick as well as, um, something that we both do fairly well is, um, conserving, you know, energy and water. I think those are really important. I think something we both do is, um, we shop like we, we thrift. So mm-hmm. our, everything is like everything that we have is either a friend gave it to us that was used of theirs or it's Facebook marketplace or it's used from literally Goodwill. Yeah. So I think I that just kind of ties up that whole thing um, as far as like the ethos of it. And I understand that question. I feel like it, that's why it was like it's tricky because I it's like I understand how that could be a tricky question. But also I think it that really does matter. That's like the, a huge part of this conversation. Well, I think too, though, is that like to the point that I made at the beginning of this whole thing is that like we're in process. I am not where I want to be with this. Like to me, I, there's still so much more that I want to be doing to be able to make the choices that I feel like align with my, the, the way that I want to be in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't right now. And that's hard. Uh, but I think it's also important to take the next best step and that's, and I think that is just something that is, is being lost in this, like in this sense of like outrage culture where it's like this constant, we're constantly seeking to find the, the most marginalized, or we're trying to find the most, the most obvious version of, uh, allyship that we can possibly provide to the world. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, like I am trying to see the most the most, the best version that I could possibly be. And I want to skip straight to that. And I'm in the process. I'm either not going to do it because I don't have the capacity to do it yet. And so it's just going to be this constant push off of never really being prepared to do the big step that I believe in, or I just push myself way too hard to the point where like, I'm, I'm stretching myself too thin again and I'm, and I'm finding another place where I'm making a lot of self-sacrifice yeah. to be able to like achieve this thing that I, that I believe to be like peak holier than thou. Right. Like the, the best way that I want to live. And yet I've, I've killed myself to be there. Yeah. And I don't think, again, I don't think that, I think people can be vegan for a very long time and be healthy and they can be thriving. But I, I do think it requires a couple things. 
one, it does require taste buds that are not like mine. <laughs> like it requires somebody who has more of a sweet tooth, like Adam does, like, you know, having more like fruits and grains and things like that. That's mm-hmm. like, that's going to satisfy you. Um, if you're somebody who's like a salty, like love salt, <laughs> um, and wants dinner for every meal, wants dinner for every meal. It's like, it may not, it may not work out for you. I do believe that if you're eating a whole food vegan diet and you're like in a tropical place where you can have an abundance of those amazing foods, I do think it's, it's possible. And I do think it's great. Um, so it's not to deter anyone again from trying it for a while. Um, I recommend it on the emotional and spiritual side, but more on the emotional side of the, the vegan journey, which I have lovingly called it my vegan pilgrimage. Um, I am so thankful that I went vegan because it was my first big change. Um, before I deconstructed my faith, before I ever called myself a feminist, I went vegan. I mean, it was like a matter of weeks, but still, um, it naturally led itself there. But, and, and, and that's kind of my point. I'm, I'm so grateful for the path that veganism brought me on. I think denying myself in that way, denying my taste buds and, um, and at the time I, I, I truly believed what I, I was doing was best for my body. Cause I, th- I think it was for that time. Um, I, it brought me through the channels that I needed to be brought through again. Like I was raised really religious and conservative, but it brought me into this like more open-minded, empathetic understanding there's so much more than like my individual um, passions and perspectives. It, it, it led me to that. Again, it led me to a feminism. It led me to, um, it led me to love is love. It led me to um, having these impassioned conversations with people about it. I was very passionate and Adam was one of those people that I got to talk to because he joined the band and I was like, you got to go vegan. It's all these good things, whatever, whatever. And I was very impassioned. And it was the first thing that I became impassioned about that wasn't religion. And it opened that world up for me. And it's, and it led me to amazing conversations with Adam that I like, I don't think without veganism, Adam and I would not have like had those like so as many like heart to hearts and like bonding over things right away when he joined the band. And then eventually when we fell in love, that's one of the biggest things we bonded over and we chased all over the country was like good vegan food. And I'm so thankful for the pilgrimage (laughs) that was veganism on that side of things. And then leading, you know, again, leading me to deconstruction and like all of that. It's like it all started with veganism. Um, But it also changed me on the inside and made me sensitive. It's something I had at a really young age was that I was a sensitive little being. And then as the world does, you know, you tumble over a bunch and you like put your guards up and there was a season in my life where I was really walled up. I was really 
and there was a little overlap, but I think for the most part, veganism started chipping away at being so shut off from feeling. It started like kind of chipping away at me to feel things that do affect me emotionally. And I do empathize with everything. Um, and that it, it <laughs> that led, has not gone away. It, it, it led me back to that though. And I'm yeah. so thankful because now, you know, eight years later, I have my in, intuitive, empathetic, sensitive, or just sensitivity back as a human being. Um, but I will say it got to the point where it was overwhelming. And that kind of leads me to where not just my body was telling me that it was time for veganism to be over, but my soul was telling me, my intuition was telling me again, not just bodily, but spiritually, I was too cut open and I was feeling everybody, everybody's feelings, everybody's emotions. I, I feel the trees emotions and that's not going away, but, and I felt the emotions for all the animals and it got to the point where it wasn't healthy. And I started realizing that and it, it all coincides Right. I felt like I wasn't eating and I wasn't taking care of myself. And all I was doing was feeling for everybody and everything around me. And my body and my spirit were working together to tell me it was time to kind of close some things back up. Not not like a wall, not like a callus around my heart, but it was time to like not be so cut open to where I couldn't function anymore it was time for me to chase my joys and chase the, the things that literally like light me up and that taste good to me and that feel good to me and that nourish me something that I, I had kind of been neglecting um, and something that's kind of a, like a bit of a family trauma feeling like I just, I, I'm not worthy of being nourished and feeling feeling satisfied and, and, and that's something I've always been working towards. And this was kind of a last piece for me to be like, it's time to put your needs above these other things above something. And I hadn't for so long. And I think, I think that was like my spirit and my intuition, like working together. Um, just telling me like it was time. Yeah. And someone asked on, on Instagram, is this like, does the change have anything to do with your ancestry? And I think in a short answer, yes, because of that intuition spirit, I don't know if that was my ancestors telling me, I would assume yes, because they live in my body. Um, and that's how I, that's kind of my belief system. So in a way, yes, I definitely do. And, and also in a way, um, it kind of leads me to at some point in the next 
little while, like Adam and I do want to start a family and I haven't been at a comfortable place within my body that I felt like I could physically carry a child. Yeah. Like I know everybody can't like, I'm not saying somebody who looks like me or weighs the same as me or anything like that can't, but me, I didn't feel like I, I wasn't strong. Like I wasn't like, my I was getting at the end of last year I was getting sick all the time mm-hmm. um to me I wasn't comfortable with the weight I was at so th- it, there was just like many factors that for me it just felt like yes it, it, it did feel ancestral but it also is it was just like my womb also being like you need to care for yourself so you can if you want to care for another being <laughs> eventually and to care better for more people or for your friends like you have to like care for yourself so that's like, <laughs> that's the emotional side. And like, yeah. it's all tied. The emotional, spiritual, physical aspects are all, they all do coincide. And I think it was just meant to be in the timing that it was. And that's why I call it my pilgrimage because I believe I was meant to enter it. And I believe there was, I was meant to exit. Um, and it, it brought me on it brought me on all the journeys I've been on so far. And I will say it's definitely been my most emotional. Mm-hmm. This has been my most emotional evolution yet. People ask me now, like what's, what's the, the change been, what's that really the hit physical you the change? And uh-huh. like, what have you felt? I'm like, yeah, I mean like I feel good. Like, you know, my body feels good. Like it feels good. Right. Like it's just, there's nothing, I can't really say anything besides like, I, I like eating. That's nice. <laughs> um, my body reacted really well. I really had no side effects. Like it just, it was great. But emotionally has like, it, it took me by surprise how hard it's been to transition. But also I have a lot more going on, like physically, like I'm having to like deal with different emotions versus being like, so sensitive and, 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 and like feeling everybody's energy all the time. I'm like finally feeling like I have a lot more energy and I also have a lot more rage <laughs> than I've had in the past. You did go through a season where you were just very, very, um, you were just very responsive to the world around you. Very, you, were, you were very honest with all of your feelings. Very honest. And that's something like, obviously like I'm proud of and I'm, I'm proud of me for that because I feel like in my pilgrimage of empathy and understanding and like almost like a quieting of my soul. I mean, just imagine like a vegan monk. I'm not saying I was a monk, but like imagine like you're kind of, that's kind of the, the, the characterization behind it. The whole thing is like, you want to have the lightest footprint on the world, like not making a sound and not Uh making like, yeah, not making a footprint, like all of that. Yes, totally. And I feel like I've entered this new era of being like, I'm actually taking up space now. Yeah. And I'm actually, I am, I am making a footprint. Maybe I, maybe I don't mean that like environmentally, but like in the sense of like, yeah, I do. I want the earth to feel that I exist here. And I feel like for eight years I was doing the opposite. And this is my new era. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, just, I, I think that you are finally choosing to be selfish for yourself because like, 
as we've kind of been talking about wanting to have kids and you know, all that kind of stuff, like it was always this like delaying of when you can finally choose yourself first and when it's okay to like throw away anybody else's expectations of who you are and what you stand for was like, Oh, well, you know, once I'm pregnant, I'm going to have to do what I have to do. So whether that's eating meat or whether Mm. that's, you know, drinking dairy or like whatever Mm -hmm. it was, you were like, at that point, it's not going to matter because I have to take care I of me to... so that I can take care of this thing. And, and that's just not fair to just... That's not fair to you. Yeah. You're, th- I think in so many ways that just... It's emptying yourself to the point of becoming a vessel for anything and everybody else to be able to impress on. There are two people in my life that when they found out I wasn't vegan anymore, they were not surprised because they know that I... Yeah, I don't stay put. Um, and that <laughs> it's... It is like... It is kind of like a religion. Veganism is kind of like a religion. Oh, it's very much a well, religion. Well, very much is a religion, actually. Like if you, like Even if the you study, if you study it, like it's it's the same. It literally is a religion. But, um, and I mentioned this on my Instagram too. If there's one thing you can count on with me, it's evolution. Mm-hmm. So if you think I'm one way check on me in eight years I'll probably be another (laughs) um and that's something hearing that was from those two people was like it was comforting because I felt known in a different way like I felt better known than for people being like like you you're not vegan anymore like so shocked and it's like I understand it is shocking sure but like is it (laughs) but is but is it um and I did find myself being like offended when people were like so like in a way so shocked I was like yeah but did you think I was gonna stay the same forever I don't know I I I, it's weird because I did I thought I was gonna stay like that forever totally it was like it was one of those things that we were like this is the bedrock of who we are it became such an identity yeah it it became so much of an identity that it became passive like it was the thing totally it was the thing that I felt like excused me from having to do any other work to and to lower my environmental impact that is such a good point I literally was like I don't need to do anything else. I'm vegan. No, we That's literally, literally said that. the biggest no. thing that you can do to, to lower your environmental impact. But we literally said that like, and meant it. Um, and I think that's so, yeah, that's so lazy. Um, but I think on that point, I think one of the biggest reasons in the, in, in the last year I was vegan that I was like, not wanting to like step into like trying any meat or anything was because of, I was like, I have no idea how to cook it. <laughs> I literally didn't learn how to cook until basically us being together and we were vegan. So I'm like, I've never had to worry about how long to cook things or how to cook things or like what things can touch and what can't. Like I, I and I think I was like honestly being lazy. Um, and I think when I realized that when that checked for me, that I was me just being like, I don't know. I just, I'm just scared of it. I just don't want to worry about it. Then I was like, well, okay. If that's the basis for how you're operating in life is that you just don't want to have to worry about putting in effort and learning and growing, especially for somebody like this human right here. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. You're in now. the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was. Um, yeah. So it definitely hasn't been an, an easy journey of transitioning emotionally. Also, because our entire relationship has been based off of be- being vegan. Like I, I think veganism led me to our relationship. Yeah. Um, and it's been even in that I'm like, what does our relationship look like beyond these 
like cuz it was like a tenet like mhm like be more than religion because you and I were both kind of like towards when we started dating we were both more like i don't know open-handed by the time sure. with our religion by the time we started dating so it wasn't a thing that we ever like were bonded over yeah. We never did like Bible studies together. We never like prayed <laughs> together. It was not like that. No. We honestly We did a lot of research together and watched a lot of vegan YouTubers. That was our church. No, literally. That was literally the thing that we would sit down and we would listen to somebody speak yep. about how to be a better vegan. No. L- literally. Like we would watch like documentaries. I remember when we were first <laughs> Oh my god! I remember when we first started <laughs> dating, and we were like wa- watching this. Oh, documentary dude! Every time we, we were like cowspiracy or seaspiracy. Okay, don't or don't what say, the hell? <laughs> I was gonna say don't don't say some of them, just because I was gonna tell the story about like there was one that we could never finish because we had just started dating, and we just like kept on like making out and like <laughs> to, like dry humping. <laughs> really turned us on to be vegan. <laughs> so embarrassing to say but i'm just gonna like admit that like that it just goes to show like that it was like it was a solid it was like part of our like foundational yeah aspects of our relationship and i think that that like rocked me because i was like what do i do with this because every time i've gone through such a big change and adam's well aware of this i like i'm like burn it all to the ground let's start over well i think the thing is what is it what does that mean when you don't have something to mutually hate I think right now in the current so climate true. of culture, it's like really hard to find community. So true. Like that's the same reason that we found so ourselves true. kind of excommunicated from a lot of different um, progressive spaces is because like, if you don't subscribe to the new set of rules, it's really hard. It's really hard to be able to find commonality with people. And with that, in progressive culture and in veganism and in Christianity, so much of it is surrounded about around a common enemy that like once you are like, but nobody's an enemy. Everybody has a reason right. for making their choices. Yeah. That will lose you friendships and so relationships true. faster than anything because it's not about the things that you cared about together. It's about the people that you and the ideas that you rallied against, because that's what brings passion. That's what brings your effort. That's what gets you inspired and fired up. And like when that's the fire of your, when that's the fire inside of you and that's what you bond over in a relationship or a friendship, or that's how you bring yourselves together as a community. It is so difficult to tear that foundation away. Yeah. And because we didn't have that with religion, we didn't have that fire with religion. We had it with, with the way that we did music in the Christian industry. And that was its own thing for a while. But like, this was something that was sustaining. It was something that like, when people that we knew moved in and out of it, we were like, wow, I understand. But like, that won't be me. That won't be you. And that's so good to know that we're not going to do that. And I think it's still just so grounded in negativity that like Mm. once you can step away from that and you can actually allow yourself to find where you want to be growing, I think it just, (laughs) it gives you so much more opportunity to be so many more people in your life. Yeah. Because like if you just stay mad at a common enemy, you will never change because that enemy will always be the same. It's like a, it's like Matthew McConaughey and whatever movie that was that he was like, no, now this is the most disgusting quote ever, but I feel like it's applicable to oh, this. No. Is that like, I keep getting older and college girls stay the same age. <laughs> what the 
that is the energy that is what it is like to rally around an enemy is that like they will always be the same yeah no it's true it's true so (laughs) some really good points there i i really don't like matthew mcconaughey but yeah sometimes you just gotta throw a deep cut in there though yeah yeah for sure no you're right and it does it it like it's hard it's like it's just a hard transition for us and like yeah where's the community it's like I don't hate vegans. I don't even hate the time I was being like the time I was vegan. I was vegan for as long as I was supposed to be. And I'm so grateful for that. I don't hate vegan alternative meats. Like some people really do. Like, I think whatever, that's fine. I'm more into like, I don't want all the ingredients, but it's like, yeah, there's no hatred. Like I don't like, yeah, I'm like everybody's got their own journeys. And it, it honestly makes me feel like I'm like on this little Island of just being like, <laughs> everybody's fine like yeah. it's all good everybody's just like having war against each other and i'm over here just like i feel like you're not on an island everybody's on an island and you're on a boat <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> you're like oh this is a nice island hi guys bye guys literally so yeah i don't know it's it's interesting well That's, it's because you're moving on with the intentionality that you got from veganism that was yeah. that was the thing that you were gifted by the journey yeah yeah okay any other things we want to tackle before we Oh my gosh. I mean, there's, I feel like there's so many aspects to this. We could never be done with this. I think the biggest thing that I want to say on my own account is that like, I still don't know where I, I still don't know where I am in this. Like, I still find myself, I, I, I don't eat mammals right now. That's still really difficult for me. That's a good, um, to even, to even like consider because like, and I know, and I know this is the same factionalization that like Mm -hmm. that happens that like I have a hard time eating mammals because I see them relate to each other and to me in a way that seems familiar. And so it's easier for me to eat chicken and fish because but it's not going to cuddle with me that, and I don't see them caring about their But I don't community. think that's wrong though. And I think that was to my point about the deer in the neighborhood. I don't think that's wrong to, what did you call it? Well, I just, it's just like a faction. It's just faction. Like, faction. Yeah. No, but I think that's a good, that's a good way of putting it, but I don't think that's wrong. I know, but it but it's perceived as wrong so often right it's now true. that it makes it feel really difficult to claim that as the primary reason that you make a choice. No, I, I, I hear you, and I. Two years ago would have been like, for sure, yeah. but now I'm like I don't know. I feel like there's room for nuance, and yeah. Because you look like me, and because you act like me, it's I it's it's hard for me to to act to, I don't even know how to I don't even know how to phrase it because it right because <laughs> it's it's, hard. So, it's still such a difficult and painful thing for me to even understand that like I am contributing to the ending of creatures lives who want to live and so it's like no matter how I go about saying it it's going to be difficult and so it's like that is the that's the line that I've been able to draw right now um, and I'm sure that line is going to change in like, I don't know, days, weeks. Like, I don't, I don't think that I'm going to move toward eating animals, but I, but I also, or, or mammals, but I can't say that I won't. Uh, yeah. I, I would say like right now, um, to kind of catch you up to where, what we're eating, what feels most comfortable, yeah. Comfortable for us is like avoiding mammals. So yeah. red meat, like pig and cow and things like but, that but but even like just kind of you know circling back to the beginning of things is that like 
factory farming to me is still such a problematic. Of course. And like, thankfully we live in Tennessee where lots of farms, there's a lot of farms and you know, we're able to reach out to, to local farmers that are near us and be able to be, to be a part of the process that is so sacred and sad. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like be blind to it. I know I'm not trying to just like, I'm not trying to like, um, callous myself to the process. Right. I'm not forgetting the reason that I did it. Right. It's just, I don't even think I have the emotional capacity to, to do it the way that I think it should be done. Not yet. Not yet. Catch back in five years and we'll have our own little farm and yeah we're good yeah i mean we feel best about eating pescatarian yeah. i feel like that feels the most like we feel good about yeah. that those are the choices that work for me yeah so anyway um that's like kind of where we're at <laughs> <laughs> sorry i keep getting all emotional every time i talk about it no, but it's so hard i mean i think that's like it's i i agree i'm there's no trying to get calloused about it for me either which again is why i'm like i'm i don't really want to eat red meat because i'm like there's i can't really be callous about that like there's no way um but anyway so i hope that this was entertaining educational helpful and um inspiring in some way yeah and let us know (laughs) where you are on your journey yeah whether it's veganism or Maybe going into veganism. We also have insight on that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I encourage you to do it. Yeah. I. Whatever the journey think, is, just lead with intentionality. Yes. I think that's. I and think that's the moral of the story. Yes. Support local when you can. I think that's really important. Pay attention to your body. Buy seasonally, yeah. and yeah, just know that you're a part of Earth. You're not separate from her. Yeah, and take care of yourself before you're doing it for somebody else's benefit so true so true you deserve to take care of yourself you deserve to be selfish you have to everybody is selfish you just have to be a little bit more intentional with where you consciously take selfish <laughs> it's it's weird still navigating what that means for me but anyway if you liked this um please like rate share review all the things if you're watching on youtube gives it give it a thumbs up and subscribe and um follow us on instagram deconstruct.pod and at lauren delery and at uh what is it frost, frost drums, drums now <laughs> oh my gosh yeah adam isn't really on socials but you should follow him anyway you should um okay we love you guys thank you so much for listening and until next time bye bye